Welcome to the Living a Nordic Life podcast, where we explore a simpler, cozier and more intentional life the Nordic way. I'm Fiona McKinna, your Nordic Living Guide and founder of Living a Nordic Life, where I share all things Nordic living and show you that a Nordic life is the way to bring intentional calm and healthy habits into your own life, wherever you are in the world. Are you looking for ways to bring simplicity, coziness and calm into your life? Well, let me show you how. Visit the Living a Nordic Life website to explore how I can help you on your journey to simple, healthy and happy calm, the Nordic way. You can subscribe to the podcast right here. And if you want regular inspirational emails sent with love from Norway and straight to your inbox, don't forget to subscribe to the Living a Nordic Life newsletters. And so now let's dive into our episode. Hello, and this episode, I want to tell you all about Freeluftsliv. Now, if you're starting your Nordic living journey, or even if you're, you know, you've already started looking into it in more depth, at some point you're going to come across Freeluftsliv. Because it is a core part of what makes people in the Nordic so happy and so healthy. But what is it? Freeluftsliv basically means life outdoors. And it's something that everybody seems to be talking about at the moment, but it's old news here in Norway. Norwegians have been embracing the outdoor life for as long as anyone can remember. Forever, in fact. The fact that there's a specific word for it in Norwegian tells you a little bit about how important Freeluftsliv is in Norway. Like I said, roughly translated, Freeluftsliv means outdoor life or outdoor living. And I noticed a while ago, actually a couple of years ago, it was being compared to the hype of Hugger. But it most definitely is not about that traditional concept of cosy. It's all about mental and physical well-being and the peace of mind that comes with spending time outside in nature with wide open spaces, peace and quiet and time away from technology. That's really important. Put the technology down. Free lifts live is not about being outside for hours at a time. It's not about racking up hours. It's all about meaningful outdoor activities that can range from a sport outside for each season. Of course, you know, a sport in the summer here is not one that you would necessarily do in the winter in Norway. Or a dugnad. And that dugnad is that very Nordic activity of getting everybody involved in a community, cleaning up an area and making something look nice. And everything in between. Free lifts live is a way of living that takes a complete grip on people and it encourages you to embrace the world around you by spending time outside. For some, free lifts live is an all-encompassing way of life. It is their way of life and it touches every part of their daily lives. But for others, it's a weekend away in a tent or at the cabin or a hike with a picnic. But here in Norway, it's entrenched into the psyche and everyone knows how important it is for well-being, from toddlers, from little ones, to the much older generation. But you know what? What I'm always saying, you don't have to be Norwegian, you don't have to live in Norway, you don't have to be Scandinavian to have free love to live. 
You simply have to be able to get outside your four walls. You don't need any special equipment or a crash course. You can look into it in more depth if you want to. That's great. But maybe you do need a little bit of guidance and a little bit of encouragement and a peek into the way people here enjoy Free Loves Live. So I've got some ideas to get you started. Just a few. So how can you welcome Free Loves Live into your life? Well, you can start by considering how you already have it in your life, because I think you'll find you do. And just expand on that. It might only be a small step, but it's a step in the right direction. So what kind of things qualify? And I use the word loosely for free love sliv. Walking the dog? If you have a dog. Gardening. That's getting outside into nature. What could be better than that? Eating some meals outside, grilling outside. Going for a walk, going for a hike, even walking to work. All these things qualify, and I use the word loosely. Make a list of outdoor activities that appeal to you. One size does not fit all, and it wouldn't do for us all to be hiking the same route. Perish the thought. I go out hiking to get away from everybody, to be honest. That sounds very sociable, doesn't it? But I just love that peace and quiet. Or kayaking together. One person can love camping while another loves outdoor grilling, but they're both enjoying free lifts live, but in their own way. Be easy on yourself. You don't need to be Lars Monson, and if you don't know who he is, he's a Norwegian explorer. You should Google him. He does all the outdoor things, everything. He's hiked every route, he's climbed every mountain. I don't know if he's climbed Everest, but he probably has, I wouldn't be surprised. And he's taken his dogs on the gnome trail or whatever it's called, you know, that famous um, trail with huskies. There's a race, isn't there? He's done that. I think he's done that more than once. Um, But he's hugely popular here and people look to him for the kind of outdoorsiness. But you don't have to be him to enjoy Free Loves Live. If you want to aspire to him, that's wonderful. Simply getting outside for a few minutes a day is enough. And pretty soon those minutes will be stretching to hours. And before you know it, you'll be waking up in a tent with the sound of birdsong in the morning instead of your morning alarm and Saturday morning TV. (laughs) This is my top tip now. Make a box or a pack of equipment that you need for your next trip outdoors and put it somewhere near your door. If you've got a cupboard, for me, I've got a mudroom and we have a closed cupboard so we can close the doors and all the mess. It's quite a lot of coats and outdoor things in there. And that's where my outdoor box goes. And in it is my backpack, my little foraging knife, because you never know when you're going to need that, more frequently than you'd expect. Some matches in case you want to cook food outside. An axe, you never know when you need that. And I've got a really lovely little tour axe that Andre bought me. Spare gloves, because somebody always wants to climb a rock or a rock face, or a tree in our family. I'm not going to name names, but we have one who always does it. Grilling forks, so that you can stab a few sausages and grill them. And little foldable pads to sit on. We can be a bit civilised, can't we? And my sister-in-law knitted us some a few years ago. They're really beautiful. And we take those everywhere. And when we want to sit down, doesn't matter if the ground's a bit wet or a little bit cold, you just pull these out, sit on them, and it raises the level just a bit. Raises the level and brings us, you know, those simple pleasures that we need every day. And a first aid kit. Now, my first aid kit is not anything fancy. It's just some micropore, some plasters, 
and some disinfectant pads. But, you know, if you get a cut, you just want to cover it up, don't you, and stop it bleeding. And everybody gets a scratch or something. If it's something more major than, you know, a little first aid kit of plasters isn't going to cut it, is it really? But it's there for just minor stuff. Now, if you add a hot drink and some tour mat, which I'm going to tell you about in a minute, and you're ready. It's super easy to grab your stuff at a moment's notice and it takes the stress out of hunting for your equipment when you're fired up with enthusiasm. When you get that moment of, I want to go outside, I want to go and do something, I want to go hiking, then you want to be able to just grab all your stuff. You want it all in one place. You don't want to spend the next half an hour looking for it. I'm probably not finding it. And then the enthusiasm starts to wane, doesn't it? Before you know it, you're on the settee again. Make a meal outside. Now, you could go all out and do all your preparation outside in a spot you've hiked to. Or you could simply cook on a campfire outside or even on your barbecue. That's okay. And all the things in between. In Norway, there's even a word for taking your food on a trip with you. And it's called tour mat. Tour being trip, mat, food. And it's a really simple word, isn't it? That has such a lot of meaning. I love it. But it's basically trip food. Or if you're more adventurous, it could be a camping trip where there's no possibility of buying food whilst you're there. But tour mat is not just the simple nourishment of the body. It's also a chance to introduce the all-important cosy element to your trip. Those simple pleasures of just raising the day a bit. Tour mat can be your packed lunch for the day with healthy options like fruit or vegetables and a slice of bread with a topping. It's very Norwegian. But it can also be a treat. And why not make it a treat? Chocolate is a perfectly acceptable option here in Norway, even for kids on trips with their class. And little bars of chocolate are frequently referred to as tour chocolada, trip chocolate. And it's something that can be easily grabbed and thrown in your backpack or your pocket and enjoyed at a key point in the hike when you need a pick-me-up. And these little tour chocolada are brilliant. When you open them up, there are Norwegian fairy tales printed on the inside, so you can eat your chocolate and you can read a little bit about a fairy tale. How cool is that? You can see they're designed for kids, but us adults eat them as well. So many hiking routes in Norway enjoy small open cabins called guppahook, with seating and campfire areas for hikers to set up for a little while, have a rest, cook some hot food, and they've often got really beautiful views. We frequently arrive at one of these little cabins to find that someone is just leaving and we'll leave the fire going for us. Then we pass that on to the next person. So it's always being watched. If it's not being watched, you have to put it out. Of course, any trip can be long enough to require a lunch break, and especially if you have kids. And that probably means something a bit more substantial. Pulsa, that's hot dog, or pinabra, that's a special bread wrapped around a stick and cooked over a fire. It's almost always raw on the middle and burnt on the outside. But they're popular tour mat. But it could be anything from lefsa to pinabra to reeskrut, which is um, a Norwegian cold rice pudding. It's not really a pudding. It's very, it's much lighter than that. It's not heavy. When I think of that, I think of English rice pudding, which is quite heavy. But it's, um, it's creamy and very light and it's often served cold. So it's the perfect thing to put in a little plastic box with a spoon and enjoy while you're out. So another thing that you could do is pick up litter. Not only will you be outdoors, 
but you'll be contributing to make your outside space more beautiful for yourself and others. A dugnad. How Nordic is that? Two things, in fact. Free lufts live and a dugnad. Perfect. Perfect combination. Throw in some tourmat. Great day. Forage for something. Now, this is one of my favourite things, and this is something that gets me and Mia, my littlest one, outside every other day easily, most days, um, in the late summer and the autumn, because we love to forage for berries and mushrooms, in fact, anything. And it's a wonderfully fun thing to do outside. Just be sure that you know what you're picking, or take a guidebook with you, and simply pick a few things, but don't necessarily eat them. If you're unsure, you've got time then to sit at home and make sure you're identifying them properly. Once you've gained some experience, you'll find that it's an almost compulsive activity. It does require quite a lot of research, I have to say. But it's a really fun thing to do. And if you need a purpose to get outside, that's a great way to to encourage yourself outside, to motivate yourself to get out. And that's another reason why I always carry my little foraging knife, because you never know when you're going to need it. A couple of days ago, Mia and I were out on a little hike. Well, it kind of turned into something a bit longer, actually. It was supposed to be just an hour and a half, and it ended up being about three hours. But um, we were hiking through the fields and the forest, and as we hiked across the field, I noticed, I looked down, I noticed that it was full of sorrel, sheep sorrel. And it's a really nice little herb that grows wild here. It's got little pointy leaves. And it's got a flavour a little bit like apples. Green apples, I think is how it's often described. It's slightly slightly acidic. But it's wonderful in things like um, sauces and soups. Really great. And it's eaten quite a lot here, but you can't seem to buy it in the shop, strange enough. Probably because it grows so abundantly in the wild. But I was really pleased to have my little knife with me. And everything there ready to go. So I could pick a few leaves and bring them home. And... My final point is, don't forget to wear the right gear. There's no such thing as bad weather, only the wrong clothes. It's not the be-all to end-all, but it will make your outdoor experience so much more fun if you're dressed right for the weather. If you're warm and dry, or cool and comfortable, depending on the season. But do make use of what you have before you rush out and buy a whole new wardrobe. Have a look at what you've got first. And especially if you're thinking of starting an outdoor activity outside, because you don't want to spend hundreds of dollars or hundreds of pounds on lots of new equipment only to find that you don't like it. Better to use what you've got first. But do make sure that you're dressed right. And if it looks like rain, put some waterproofs into your backpack. Or make sure if it's the winter that you're wearing some extra layers. You can always take something off. But if you've left it at home, it's too late. So I hope you've enjoyed this brief introduction to free lifts live and i hope that's given you some ideas to get outside yourself and i will see you in the next episode when we're going to be talking about more wonderful nordic habits if you've enjoyed this episode please subscribe to the living nordic life newsletters so you can get an email when i release a new episode it's a quick and easy way to keep up with all things nordic living please visit livingandnordiclife.com. You can listen to Living a Nordic Life on lots of podcast apps, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and plenty of others. If you've enjoyed the Living a Nordic Life podcast, why not leave me a rating? 
So that's the end of Living a Nordic Life for today, and I look forward to seeing you next time. <laughs>